Live on the Exeter Sports Network, it's Exeter Boys Wrestling. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph. On the web at PennStateHealth.org. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. And the Reading Royals. Now to the mat. Here's your announcer, Mike Boyer. Back here to Exeter for the fifth and final match, fifth and final round here of pool play. Uh, the fourth match for the Eagles in Conestoga Valley, taking on the Buckskins in Conestoga Valley here in the, the last round of the tournament before we get into the crossover part. Um, Conestoga Valley is 3 0 in the day, Exeter is 2 1. Um, you know, it, it's uh, nice to see all the wrestlers Conestoga Valley has here. They, they've got a mat full of guys right now warming up, and so. Obviously, Coach Trent Turner does a great job there hey, with Lynch. their guys. I got a job for you. <laughs> Jerry, were you going to say something there? Uh, yeah, I was. I was going to say, there's a very nice moment over there with uh, Nettleton posing for pictures with with uh, family members with the, the 100 balloons thing behind them. And they, they apparently made a picture with, uh, you know, 100 wins and his face on it and very nice moment for him. You know, in basketball, usually they have a ball ready for a player when he scores a thousand points. Uh, at least in high school, um, you know, and, and and even in college, I think they commemorate uh, a thousand point score. And so this is just the the you know the you know what what is equal to that is you know equated to that is this here. And so it is nice. And again, a lot of people are over there taking pictures and enjoying the moment. And so again, um, I, I think we're, we're we're two matches away from the same thing happening again. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens. I mean, uh, don't don't um, over celebrate now. So mm-hmm. you have nothing left for the next one. I guess I don't know how to tell you. <laughs> you, um, you let all the air out of it. <laughs> so yeah. So going to this next match again. It's going to be a tough match. Last year at the duels, Exeter defeated Conestoga Valley 41-30. Conestoga uh, Valley is a very good team this year. Uh, they come into this season um, two and four, but it said. You know, they wrestled a lot of good quality competition. They house their own two tournaments. Um, You know, Coach Turner has been at at Conestoga Valley for 24 years now, and he is the son of a wrestling coach. His father was the head coach at uh, at Division I programs at um, Lock Haven and then later on at Messiah. And so, unfortunately, uh, when we wrestled at the Conestoga Valley Christmas tournament, which we've done for, for, you know, I'll say 15 years now, um, Mr. Turner, Trent Turner's father, passed away the day, the last day of the tournament. And so uh, it was certainly a somber day for the Conestoga Valley fans and a lot of the wrestling families and fans in general because, again, that respect factor and that knowledge thing. What was beautiful to see was the fact that Conestoga Valley renamed the tournament on the spot after Mr. Turner. And, and nice. I so it, it will no longer be the Conestoga Valley <laughs> Christmas tournament, it'll now be the Neil Turner Memorial Holiday Tournament. And so I, I think that's the thing that when you look at it, you say, okay, um, here's a sport that understands. Here's a yeah. sport that gets that this is about a community of people who all do the same thing. So we see all these junior high kids walking around here. The goal for them has to be to get to this point for the high school. And, and, and you have to make it so they understand the value of, of what wrestling does for them. You know, we always used to tell wrestlers that, you know, even when they lose on the match here, they're winning a day in life because 
the, the lessons you learn from wrestling, the struggles that you overcome in wrestling, the, the, the battles and the difficulties that you come with this sport only make you a better person later on in life, only make you a stronger person in life, that you're able to take on challenges and add, uh, you know, adversity when, you, when it comes your way. And so I think the one thing that you see with, with the Conestoga Valley family is one, you know, where they're, they're, they're patriarch, if you will, of the program. They named their holiday tournament after him. I think that was really nice to see. I know Trent was touched by it, and there were a, a, a number of people in tears but um, uh, that day. But, you know, tears of, of, of a great memory of Neil Turner and all he had done for the sport of wrestling. So That's an amazing family legacy, Mike. It is. And, it uh, is. you know, I, I guess all these programs are building their own legacy as well. As you mentioned, junior, <coughs> excuse me, junior high, and I, I think we even see elementary kids here helping keep this thing on uh on on the wheels rolling here the keep the wheels rolling stuff. good yeah. way to put it yeah, yeah. sorry you i got know. my attention diverted for a second there <laughs> but it, it it it's really refreshing to see everybody's pitching in you just heard coach rug <laughs> say to somebody on our air hey i got a job for you exactly and he and the kid just jumped right up and ran over to him and, and again, I, I think I think every sport has their own things like this. I don't want to say that wrestling is the only sport that has these things, but I, I think the thing that's so important is that this sport's a little different because a lot of people don't know about the sport of wrestling. They don't understand the sport of wrestling. Uh, the first time they see it, they're not sure what they're watching. Mm-hmm. They don't understand the scoring. They don't understand how a, a dual meet is so important for each wrestler to do what they need to do for the team. When you go to an individual tournament, it's more about you know just doing the things for yourself, and the team adds up and, and things of that nature. The score adds up. Uh, well, we're right now we're blessed by Exeter's trainer, Audrey Dickman, uh, right here at the table, as she is uh, showing her her um, things. We're gonna put Audrey on mic. Audrey, get on mic here. Audrey, get on mic. Get on, on mic here. So, Audrey, a serious question. You know, obviously you've seen wrestling uh, and all sports, obviously over the years. But um, what what do you think the biggest changes? medical-wise and health-wise, obviously concussions is the biggest one, but with COVID, how are the challenges you guys see from your point of view with COVID, not just in this sport, but in all sports? That's a really good question, Mike. We, we seem to see a lot more joint dislocations and muscle strains this year, and I wonder if that's not because of the um, the abbreviated season that we had last year, and we don't have the regular endurance that our boys would be having, and girls, coming into this naturally had we had a regular season. So it is a little unusual. And I know you talked about that. We talked about that before, and, mm-hmm. and you had mentioned something about that, how, you know, we don't know if everyone was prepped themselves as normally they would have coming into a season. And also, I think the strain of a season before, whether you played soccer or football, whatever it was, mm-hmm. um, your, your body's probably just not ready or always into that. And so, um, you know, it's interesting that you guys see it a lot more in certain areas, and it manifests itself in those areas. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and we've seen that kind of across the board. It's not just a wrestling situation. We've seen, we've seen that in soccer. There were a lot more hamstrings than usual. Football, we had a lot more quads and hip flexors, and it's just the muscles that I believe the kids normally have developed, but again, with the abbreviated issue for COVID last year, they're just not at the same place that they usually are, baseline muscle strength and endurance coming into the seasons. Or on, on a brighter note or, or on a different pathway, you, you get to see the guys every day. You know, they're down in the room, whether they're getting treatment or therapy or what it is. You see Nick Nelson go out here and get his 100th win. 
uh, a milestone for any wrestler in their career. We, we know we have the, the sign on the wall and the banner up here that shows all the people. Uh, We're about to need another sign up I, on that I, wall, Mike. I, I said the, the interesting thing is, you know, in, in our time here, I've seen wrestlers get 100 wins in the same season. Mm -hmm. But we're going to see it in the same day here, hopefully, with Johnny Miller coming up. Johnny Miller's two wins away from 100. He sits on 98 right now. A uh, very tough match against Conestoga Valley. But, but from your point of view, tell us what it's like to see some of these guys hit these milestones and these achievements. It's absolutely amazing, Mike. And I think back to when I've saw, seen them from seventh grade and when they were just little guys coming up all the way through and to see the hard work that they put in and the men that they have become, both off the mat and on the mat, and the better decisions that they make when they're wrestling that allows them to get tactically to that 100 wins, it's really awesome. Especially considering these are two kids who I've worked with extensively over the years. And when you have that closeness and you've seen them struggle through injuries and come back from them all, it is it brings a tear to my eye, it really does. And both these guys were freshmen here and, and uh, I think they both went through a little bit of injury and of course this year, Nick had the injury that kind of set him back a little bit and certainly you and your staff getting him back on the mat's a huge thing and so I think it's everyone experiences 100 wins. Uh, agreed entirely and it's really exciting stuff. Well, we really appreciate you stopping in with us. Enjoy the rest of your day. I see we're about to start the match. I know you have a job to do, so thank you so much. Time to glove up, boys. Thanks so much. And we start right here, 132 pounds. We've got on the mat for Exeter, Gavin Geary. And I'm, I think this is Ray Ortiz. So this is Ortiz and Geary here as we start off against Conestoga Valley, 132 pounds. <coughs> So Gavin Geary and Ortiz here at 132 pounds. They circle themselves back to the middle of the mat. Just over a minute to go. Been on our feet in the tie-up. Geary goes to an underhook on the left side. Ortiz circles back out. Uh, Ortiz is, is a junior uh, this season. Gavin Geary, a freshman. We talked about he and Conlon Boyer and Racer Boyd, the three freshmen in the lineup. Uh, last year we had three freshmen in the lineup each week, and then every once in a while, Finn Strauss, you see the, the, the accomplishments they've had this year, successes they have, and we're hoping to see the same thing out of the three freshmen this year. But this is one of our freshmen on the mat right here in Gavin Geary at 132 pounds. Ortiz in on the left leg of Geary. Geary's gonna try and funk roll it. Gets kind of caught there. Ortiz goes over the head. He has the takedown. Geary bellies down. Now Ortiz tries to run a bar through the right side. As we're at 10 seconds here in the first period. Now he circles back to his left. Pull, pulls the arm back through. And we get the stoppage at the end of the period there. It's 2-0. Ray Ortiz for the Buckskins against Gavin Geary of the Eagles. Geary has the first choice here in the, in the second period. He defers. Ortiz takes down. It'll be Gavin Geary's choice in the third if we get there. Not that I don't think we will, but I always say that just to keep us on the safe side. And we're underway as Ortiz tries to sit out and Geary goes to a 2-1-1. On one. Yeah. 
So Gavin working a two on one, Ortiz to his base, it's two nothing. Steps through, has his bulldog, now comes out. He's got Ortiz down at his hip. Now Ortiz sits, Geary goes to the head lever, pressures forward. That brings Ortiz to his feet. Geary doubles the leg down. Ortiz spins back in. Still give it, now we get a reversal for Ortiz. As we're about to get out of bounds here. Got a cross-face cradle coming here for Ortiz. Geary tries to post a hand out. Now he breaks the cradle off, sits to his right hip. Got 55 seconds to go here in the period. Turns out, Geary switches back inside. Gets himself caught there. And now the knee becomes in jeopardy here and there, there isn't gonna stop it because of the knee. Potentially dangerous on the knee of, of Ortiz. Last year's, last year Ray Ortiz lost seven nothing to Joey Henderson. Ortiz aligns from the right side. We get a caution on Ortiz. His hand was not flat on the abdomen of, of Gary when he got set in referee's position. And now we're underway. 35 seconds to go here in the second period. It's 4-0 Ray Ortiz for Conestoga Valley. Now Geary gets to his feet. Ortiz holds the ankle. Works back up. Gavin got his right arm caught when he's coming back down to the mat. Ortiz punches the bar through. 18 seconds to go. Now Ortiz rolls out to the right side. Geary tries to fight it, and that'll end the period. No back points. Geary's choice trailing 4 nothing. Geary selects bottom. Ortiz aligns on the right side as we start here in the third period. Geary works back up to his base. Broken back down by Ortiz. Now Ortiz goes cross-face cradle with the right hand. Geary peels it off. Now he goes head lever with the right arm. As he tries to punch that bar through. Geary got himself out and turned back in. He has got to go keep going forward there. He's going that way. He's going that way. Geary gets himself broken out here. Now he's sprawled away. He's going to get a point here. See if he works off it. Now he gets escape. He lets Ortiz shoot right underneath him. Geary tries to circle around, cross face. There's two to take down. <clears throat> he breaks him flat, it's 4-3. Geary's gonna push him free, give him the escape, it's 5-3 now. Geary needs a takedown. Shoots in, dumps him down to the left side. 
has the takedown. 34 seconds to go. We're tied 5-5 here. Geary rolls it through. Geary's got to elevate and just suck it back. He's got to lift with his feet. Geary's got to watch himself here. Driving through here. Four seconds. Two. Time. No points. We tied 5-5. We're going into sudden victory. One minute. So one minute here in overtime. 5-5 on their feet. Geary's just got to stay aggressive. Ortiz in on both legs here. Geary tries to circle back onto the mat. Spins behind. And there's the takedown. They give the takedown. Geary shot in. Ortiz fought it off. Geary didn't finish the takedown. And, and uh, Ortiz will win 7-5 in overtime. 3-0. Conestoga Valley takes the lead here as we go to 138 pounds. Did you see the entire bench jump up there when they thought that uh, the Exeter bench, when they thought their guy had won? He didn't lock anything up, though. The problem was he was just hanging on instead of locking his leg in. So this will be Peyton Peace at 138, who will receive a forfeit. And now at 145, here comes Keaton Fisher, a senior, Came in today 17 and 2. Taking on Riley Triansky. And we're underway here at 145 pounds. 9 0 Conestoga Valley after the forfeit there at 138. <laughs> so Keaton Fisher. A senior, Riley Trancy, a senior here. Big match here. Fisher in on the single. Has Keaton. Keaton has the leg up off the ground. Riley trying to fight it. Belly's down for the takedown. Fisher has the takedown. Two points for Keaton Fisher. Trancy to his feet. Turns back in. Keaton lifts. Brings him back down. And Riley Belly's back down. Still 2-0 Fisher. We're a minute into the first period. Here at 145 pounds for the Eagles and Conestoga Valley. Keaton tries to throw in a bar to the right-hand side. Gets the bar through. Tries to pull Riley back. Has the chin. Now Fisher has the bar all the way laced through. Has them both. He's got 34 seconds to go. Turns back in with the reverse half. <laughs> 20 seconds remain here in the first period. 
And that'll end the first period. Three near fall for Fisher. Makes it 5-0. Triansky's choice here. Triansky defers. Fisher takes bottom, leading 5-0. And run away here in the second period as Fisher gets right to his feet. Transky tries to lift, bumps the hip. Oh, oh! Did not bring him down. That's going to be a penalty point there. Getting an illegal slam for Riley Transky. So penalty point one. Again, nothing meant by it. It's all good. Coach Turner's just going to check to make sure that Fisher's okay. Fisher seems fine, but Coach Turner for Conestoga Valley just wants to make sure he's okay. He gets the time. So. Fisher's fine, but again, just give him a chance to settle himself down here. You know, he's probably all hyped up now that he got slammed, and, and Coach Turner's just saying, hey, relax. Let, let's get back to the pace we want to get back at. Wrestle the same way we wanted to wrestle. Not trying to be over-aggressive or anything like that. So, all right, they, they, they check him out. He's all good to go. Yeah, he's good to go. He was good the whole time, but Coach did a good job there. Doesn't want him too amped up now. Re retaliation, something stupid you don't need. So he just kind of settled him down. Said, hey, you're all good. It's all good. Just making sure. Now he gets back to his feet. Spins back out. Gets the escape. It's now 7-1. 7-0. Right to the tie. Trying to get double underhooks. Tries to bump it up. Gets throw. Counters the throw and blocks it, does Fisher. Puts Transky to his back. Long time to go here, over a minute and 10. And there's the fall. Final time of the fall was, was three minutes, two minutes and 50 seconds. That makes it 15 to nothing. Conestoga Valley here as we go to 152 pounds. He just apologized to him for that slam. He yeah, he meant it. nothing by it. He meant nothing by it. It just, it just happened. Kind of got his feet caught out and, and lifted him and couldn't get his legs back down. So this is Luke Needham, uh, a sophomore against Matt DePiro, a sophomore for Exeter. Needham having a good season. He was 14 and nine coming into today. Need him into the takedown for a double. He got the double. He has a takedown. So Needham goes cross face here. Throws the left knee into the, the thigh of, of the Piro. Working the cross face cradle here. Throws in the left leg now. Piro gets broken down to his hip, trying to clear the leg. Controls the left arm over his head. Let's it go, and again, Needham throws the cross-face cradle again. Building back to his base, Piro built back to his base. 
40 seconds to go here in the first period. Matt's got to get to his feet, try and get a point here. Got 22 seconds to go here in the period. Still 2 nothing. We're at 10 seconds to go here in the first period. And that ends the period. It's 2 nothing. Needham over Matt DePiro. Conestoga Valley's choice here. They're going to defer. Does Needham. He'll get the choice to the third if it gets there. DePiro selects bottom. And we start. Piro tries to get to his base. Needham covers. Breaks him flat. Now Needham again throws that cross face cradle, trying to lock it up here. He has it locked up, brings it back over. Piero fights here, trying to get, finally breaks it three. Gets the three near fall, but good job by Matt Piero to get off his back there. Trails now 5-0. Gets, gets the same move on him again here, cross face cradle. Got to clear the arms out. <coughs> There's a nice hard cross face by Needham. Another good hard cross face. Needham just staying on the hips here. Stapiro works up to his base. 47 seconds to go. Again, Needham working that cradle to the nearest cross face cradle. Has it locked up. Brings Stapiro back. Matt's able to roll through it. Gets off his back. No back points there. It's five nothing. Fifteen seconds to go here in the second period. Piro chose bottom. If I'm Needham, I don't go down here. I stay up on top. My my third period. You're neutral or top. Rolled in the whole two minutes. I'll ride him again. And that ends the period. It's 5-0 Needham. I would take top here. Yep, that's the same choice I would have taken. You haven't proved me you can get out yet. Why would I give you a chance to put me underneath you? Very analytical, Mike. Thank you. I appreciate that. Again, he's, he's ridden for two and a half periods almost. Uh, why would anything change? Now he has a bar in. Takes DePiro over to his back in the bar now. He has the three near fall. It's a nice match here by Luke Needham. Now, Matt DePiro's had a good season going on. They're both sophomores. But uh, Needham has just dominated this match. As he's holding three with the bar in. Turns him back over. Minute and a half to go yet in the period. We've seen DePiro dominate other wrestlers. 
And again, DePiro, you know, if he doesn't get his takedowns, it's a, it's a completely different match for him. Now, three near fall. And DePiro is again, in that scramble, Needham comes out on top in a Navy position and threatening put DePiro back to his back. We're 45 seconds to go in the match. And again, this has been a real nice match by Needham. Um, and again, two sophomores. And again, Matt's done a really nice job this year, as you said. We've seen Matt be very physical and very aggressive. And, and he's just been, you know, honestly dominate this match. And now he goes to his back a third time here. And Matt is fast, too. Yeah. 20 seconds to go in the period. And he gives up three more near fall. It's 11 nothing. 15 seconds to go. And again, Needham works... 10 seconds and Nino's working a cradle trying to get more back points. <coughs> he knows he has it won and he's continuing, right? Absolutely, kept wrestling the whole match there. N nice match uh, by Needham. It's 11-0 major decision and it's 19 to nothing. Conestoga Valley over extra here as we go to 160 pounds and Nick Nettleton will take on Abdul Akala. Akala and Nettleton here at 160. Dude, Abdul looks imposing. Yeah. He looks like a tough guy. I'm, I'm putting my money on Nettleton, though, if you want to put money yeah? on the table. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll put my money on Nettleton. I'll, I'll, I'll wager that it's a, it's a bonus point victory for Nick Nettleton. Now, maybe all the hype of the 100 win, we'll see what happens, but. Akala takes a shot to his right. Nettleton stuffs the head down, gets a front headlock, gets around, gets two for the takedown. Nettleton tries to get the back out on the arm, he does. He gets Akila's left back out, runs it through. Akila breaks to his feet. Nick fires him back down the mat in the cement job. Puts him to his back. A minute and 20 seconds to go here in the period. Nettleton hasn't even a pinning combination yet. Pushes up on the body here. We're under a minute to go. And there's the fall. One minute and three seconds into the match. Your winner by fall, Nick Nettleton. Uh-oh. Mike's going to get a big head now, everybody. <laughs> that was a great match. It was short, but it was great. <laughs> it was great. Finally got us on the board. It's now 9-16 to 16, as we'll send to the table. Finn Strauss here at 172. Strauss against Nate Kirster, a senior. And we're underway here. Kirster and Strauss, 172. Strauss's headgear comes off. They stop the match.
Excuse me. And we're back underway. Strauss's headgear comes open again. He, he fixed it as he's wrestling. Multitasking. Well, that, good point. There you go. I'm sure he's a great student, too. Kirchner snaps down Finn Strauss and spins behind for the takedown. So now Kirschner in control on top of Strauss. Has a two-on-one. Strauss sits out to the left. They go out of bounds here across the stripe. That sounded like it hurt, didn't it? I think it was more elbow on the mat than anything. Thicker mat. Makes a lot of noise. So Kirschner gets on the left side. Strauss sits out to his right. He leaves the left arm behind. Kirschner gathers the left arm. Reached across underneath the right arm, trying to lock it up. Has the bar on the left side now. Finn sits out. He has the bar and yet gets to his feet. Kirshner pressures forward, puts him back down. Under 10 seconds to go here. So right on the out-of-bounds line here. <laughs> Hopefully the rep keeps them in bounds. Nope, going to call him out here. Two seconds to go. Three seconds to go. Runners, three seconds. Strauss to his feet. That ends the period. So it's 2-0, Kirshner. It's his choice here, starting the second. He defers. Strauss takes down, trailing 2-0. Kirshner will get on referee position here on the left-hand side. Left hand of the elbow, right hand of the tight waist. We're underway here. Strauss goes up and gets brought down by Kirshner. Finn sits out to his left, gets his hands free. Tries to switch back in. Tries to work back to his base, can't get there. Now he sits back out. And they're out of bounds. Little 20 second flurry there and scramble. Strauss will go down again. Strauss again tries to sit out, but he keeps his left arm behind. He keeps sitting to his right, leaving his left arm. He's got to sit and clear that arm as he sits. Pressure back in to hold himself up. <clears throat> as he sits, leaning forward, keeps his left hand behind and keeps getting it trapped. Finn back up to his base now. Minute 17 to go. We've got stalling on red. Kirshner gets called for stalling. Again, so this tells Finn Strauss, keep moving. 
I got a stalling call against my opponent. Minute 15 to go. Keep working. The guy hasn't come out to the side yet. Try anything. Keep pushing the pace. Get another stalling call and get a point. Strauss tries to turn in here. Gets the low ankle. Tries to go for the other leg now. He's got to continue to put two on one on the left leg. Come up off the mat with it. Now he has both legs. Kirchner trying to sit down on top of him. Tries to bump the hip over. We got a stalemate call there. 33 seconds to go. Strauss back down, 33 seconds to go. And again, Kirshner tries to tight waist, far ankle, break him down. Strauss works back to his base, sits again. Strauss works back up to his base again. 10 seconds to go here in the second period. And that'll end the second period. It's still 2-0, Kirchner. His choice. He'll choose bottom here with a two-point lead. Strauss, of course, will try to work the cross-face cradle here. Kirshner right up to his, his uh, quad pod. Strauss breaks him back flat. Laces the leg in. Kirshner gets up to his feet. Strauss puts him back on the mat. Gotta have something. So they go out of bounds. Strauss has to have the first move here. He's gotta beat him off the whistle. Strauss tries to jump the point. Nice job there. Always try and steal the, the, the line if you can. Uh, we get a caution. Caution on Green. Caution on Strauss. So we're back on the left side here. The whistle blows. Kirshner right up to his feet again. And there's the escape. It's now 3-0. Finn does have a stalling call against Kirshner. He's got to keep pushing the pace now. Maybe get a takedown and steal a penalty point and a stalling call. Let's see what happens. Kirshner does a nice job of turning himself back into the center of the mat as Strauss is pushing into him out of bounds. Strauss takes a low shot to a single to his left. Kirshner does a nice job of spinning behind. Strauss just gives it up and Kirshner spins behind. <coughs> now it's 5-0. Kirshner on top. Just over 50 seconds ago here in the third and final period of this bout. Now, Kirshner turns him loose. I'm not sure why. Strauss hits a throw. I don't know. I would not have turned him loose. I would have ridden him out until I got a stalling call. Give up the point that way. Strauss dives underneath for a single. Let's go with the leg. They spin behind. 
Now he faces him back up. Now he gets both hands on the leg again. He's got to hold on to it with everything he has. 15 seconds ago. Kirsten does a nice job of breaking the hold and gets the takedown. So we've had a lot more points scored in this period than the rest of the match. We're under five, three, two, and one, and that'll end the match. Seven, one is your victory. Decision seven, one, makes it 22 to six. As we go to Johnny Miller at 189 pounds. Is this gonna be the one? No, he needs one more after this. Okay. Yep, one more after this. Athletics director Tom Legath made a uh, pass by and waved to us a couple of minutes ago. I did see uh, Tom come through, yes. He looks like he's walking much better after that boo-boo on his knee. So we're underway here at 189 pounds. Johnny Miller of Exeter against, uh, this is Lopez, John Lopez. Miller's right in the takedown. There's takedown two right to his feet. He gives Lopez the escape. And Miller's right back on the attack. And they circle out of bounds. 20 seconds into the match. 140 remains on the clock here in the first period. Miller ducks to his right, right to the double, gets the takedown. Lopez turns in, has a leg. Miller sits back through with it. And there's a reversal for Lopez. <coughs> and just that quickly, Miller's out in front on his reversal now. Turns back in, locks up the cradle. Brings it back. Miller gets the reversal. Puts Lopez to his back here in the near side cradle. Forty seconds ago. Lopez breaks the hold. Miller gets the three near fall. And we're under 15 seconds to go. <clears throat> it's 9-3. Miller here in the first period. Haven't seen Miller go up many reversals this year. That might be the first, maybe the second, maybe the kid from Sleazyanum in the uh, semifinals at Conestoga Valley Holiday Tournament. Miller's choice here in a third, a second. He defers. Ortiz takes down. It's a nine to three. Miller gets on top. Drives Lopez down flat into the mat. Throws the leg in on the right side. Now throws both boots in. Flattens out or uh, yeah, or Lopez. Has a power half to the left arm. Sticks it through. Turns Lopez to his back. He gets three near fall. Makes it 12 to three. 
Has the cradle locked up. Miller laces the right boot in the right side. Slides back through to a claw ride in the left side. Turns him over. Only gets one swipe. Now he has two. Now he has the fifth swipe there. 45 seconds left. Breaks the hold. Gets three more near fall. It's 15-3. He's three more near fall. Throws the boot in again. Trying to punch through the half hard. Now he has it deep. 15 seconds to go. Lopez rolls through. That'll be three more near fall. That's a tech fall. Three minutes and 55 seconds is the tech fall. Twenty-three to three. Oh, I'm sorry, 20 to three. So that makes it 22 to 11 as we get to 215 pounds. Here comes Eric Slotnicki. This is Dan Ryder, Ryder a junior. Lot Nikki and Ryder here. A lot of weight slot Nikki's given up here. Ryder into the takedown. Struggles to his right. Has the two. Puts slot Nikki down to his, his back. Circles back over to the other side. One twenty-five to go here. No, we got a potentially dangerous three near fall. And Ryder gets home from the right side here in referee position. Slot Nikki to his feet. Ryder back trips and brings him back down. Throws a half nelson with the left hand. <laughs> Slot Nikki gets the escape. It's now 5 1. 45 seconds to go. Ryder goes to sweep single to his right. Has Slotnicki's right leg up off the mat. Steps through, trips. 
has the takedown, puts Slotnicki to his back, gets a two count there. Two near fall. That now makes it nine to one. Has the cradle locked up here now. Puts Slotnicki to his back. Three, two, one, and that ends the period. No back points there. It's kind of single value's rider's choice here in the second period, up nine to one. He takes neutral. And goes right on the attack again against Slotnicki. Goes, pulls, pulls Slotnicki's left hand past him. Steps to the single, steps through, trips it. And he has the takedown. 11-1 for Xander Ryder here at 215 for the Buckskins. Ryder goes to a ball and chain through the legs. Now he lets go of it and work back two, two on one here. He goes back to it again. Rolls back through. Ryder tries to pull it over the top and kind of gets stuck there. Slotnicki gets to his feet. Back down to his back. Fighting here is Slotnicki. Gets a three near fall. It's now 14 to one. Fifteen seconds ago, it's fourteen-one here in the second period. Three, two, and one. That'll end the period. You said it's fourteen to one. This is Slotnicki's choice. He'll take take top. Gives up anything but any two-point move here. Gives up the tech fall. Ryder looks for the switch. Gets to his feet. Slotnicki front trips. Right back to his feet is Xander Ryder. Circling back through. There's the escape for Ryder. It's now 15-1. Ryder's going to look for a throw here if he wants to get the fall. Back trips into his back. He has the takedown. Has Slotnicki on his back right on the out-of-bounds line. 
long time to go here, a minute and five seconds to go. Now, if, if Ryder's foot comes out of bounds here, slot Nike's whole body's out of bounds. Ryder has to keep all his points in bounds. He can't step through and go across the line. He'll be out of bounds, which would end it if he gets out. He's not going to pin from this position. They're out of bounds. He brought his foot out of bounds. That ends the match. Three near fall. It's a tech fall. Time the tech fall. Five minutes and 14 seconds. So tech fall. 17 to 1. Makes it 27-11 as we go to 100, uh, 285 pounds. It's Luke Curlin against Mohamed Karanayan. And Curlin goes right up top. Underhook with left arm. Karanayan's got a good record. He's 9-3 coming into today. A big guy that weighs in. 270 pounds. Curlin tries for the headlock. And Karrion takes him back down as he steps back with it and sits back through. And now he puts Curlin to his back. And there's the fall. 31 seconds in. That runs it to 33 to 11. As we get to 106 pounds where Racer Boyd should receive a forfeit here. Racer Boyd undefeated today? I don't believe so. I think he has one loss, but we can check that in a moment. That makes it 17 to 33 as we go to 113 pounds with Ian Lubinow against a 10th grader, Sam. Hold on, I have the wrong one here, I think. Now, this is Trent Rubble. Rubble's two and two in the season, shoots a double A takedown. That was a little hot dogging. It was a little hot dogging. And you can see the coach, Trent Turner, right away comes over and yells at his bench. That's not the stuff we do. Knock it off. Again, a lot of respect for Trent Turner. Um, he, he's a, a guy who does things the right way. And you can just see he wasn't appreciative of what his wrestler did there. And he just told his team about it as well. And I can tell you, as soon as this young man comes off the mat, he's probably going to hear it as well from his head coach. He picked him up and walked like five or six steps with him. Which I'm okay with that. It was the wave to the bench that I think was uncalled for. <clears throat> so now Rubel has the bar arm in the right side. Cuts back crossed. He throws in the left leg here. Goes to a guillotine where he throws the arm behind his head. He's getting back pants off it. So he has his left leg in. He has Ian's right arm behind his head. It's called a, gu a, a guillotine. The guillotine, really. After that of the French Revolution. Guillotine. The, the, the humane way of killing people in, in the French Revolution time period. As you know, I am a linguist. You are, but it's more Native American than it is European, I believe. Uh, three near fall for Ruble. Like Octorara. Which does not mean what you believe it means. 
That of eight Raras. Eight cheerleaders. That's what I said it, but eight <laughs> cheerleaders. That's right. And that ends the period. It, it, it's 5 nothing. Ruble over Ian Lubinow. Uh, Ian defers. It'll be his choice in the third if it gets there. And Ruble takes bottom up 5 nothing. Again, the line's from the left-hand side. Looking for that cradle. Trying to lock it up here. Ruble gets to his feet. Switches back inside. Ruble switches back inside. Swings back to the other way. Tries to reverse. Ian's trying to get it with a mousetrap here. Don't know if he's able to do it. Ruble's going to pop his head out the back, though. It looks like he's going to get the reversal there. So there's your reversal. 7-0. Trent Ruble. Senior against Ian Lubinow and Exeter Jr. We're 40 seconds into the second period here. 7-0. Once again, I'm joined by my fellow broadcasters from across the pond. Apparently when you switch streams, it turns the uh, volume back on. Never cross your streams. That's pretty much what the rule should always be. I could be wrong. It's a story of my life, though. <laughs> so we've got Southampton and Manchester City coming up next in the broadcast. <laughs> As Ruble throws a leg in the left-hand side, Ian tries to hip himself down here, trying to get the legs out. 30 seconds to go here in the period. Again, going back to the guillotine. Ian hooks his right hand. Now Ruble has it. He has Ian exposed here. He's getting near fall points. 15 seconds left in the second period. Holding three is Ruble in the guillotine. Five seconds, four, three, two, and one. And that'll end the period with three more near fall. So it's 10-0 Ruble. Ian Lubinow's choice here in the third period. He'll select top. Again, Mike, question for you. Yes. The kids running the school scoreboard, are they being told what to input, or are they doing it on their own? They're doing it on their own. Wow. No, they're watching the official just like we watch it. All so. right, okay. They're doing it on their own. Ian goes tight waist, near ankle. Tries to break Ruble flat. Trying to bulldog that right leg. Looks for the cradle. It's not there. Ruble's going to turn in here soon. There he does. He turns in to face him. And they go out of bounds. No change. <clears throat> the difference was there. Ruble was had his knees off the mat. Ian did not, but Ian was able to get him out of bounds here. 30 seconds to go in the match. Ian lines on the left side. Ruble right to his feet. Looks to switch. Ian brings him down. Ruble hits the switch again to his left, and he gets it that time. Now 12 nothing. Ruble throws in the leg on the left-hand side. We're under a minute to go here. 
We'll see if he goes back to the guillotine. Ian uses his left arm to break three from the two on one on his right side. There is again. Guillotine comes back in. Left leg in, far arm, right arm. Now we get a potentially dangerous stoppage. 41 seconds to go. Ruba gets on from the left side in the whistle. Ian gets to his feet. Ruble tries to lift and runs him out of bounds. 33 seconds to go. And we're back under seconds here. Uh, 30 seconds to go. Sorry, we're back underway here. 30 seconds to go. Ian's got to clear it off here. Under 15 seconds to go. Again, it's 12-0 Ruble for Conestoga Valley. And that ends the, the, the match. 12-0 victory for Ruble. Makes it 17-37. Now we're at 120 pounds. This will be Luke Morley. Mike, quick update. The Berks Catholic York Catholic game will not be happening tonight. Why is that? On do Jerry Gelb Media. Do we know why? COVID issues at York. Oh, jeez. And we're underway here. Joey Henderson and Luke Morley at 120 pounds. Morley shoots. Lubino out of the circle there. And Morley now gets a takedown. Jerry, you'll notice that on the Conestoga Valley bench, the head coach is not there right now. He's coming back to the bench. Do you know why he was not on the bench? I do not. He was back telling the last wrestler that he was not very appreciative of his actions in the last match. Good man. Yes, absolutely. So we're 40 seconds in. Henderson down by two as Maury has the bar on the left-hand side here. Going to rip it across the, the, the blockage of his knees. Now he's going to try to run it across the front of the head. Joey trying to work back to his base here. Gets his legs out, gets his feet underneath him. Now he gets his right hand free. Maury tries to tilt him through. Good job of body control here by Joey Henderson. Even though his left arm is trapped, for like the last 35 seconds, he has fought off being turned by a number of different attempts. And he's trying to work his hands free now. Roy tries to tilt him here. He can't get it. Joey does a really nice job. 30 seconds to go. And we're at 20. Rory again, keeping the bar on the left-hand side. Joey does a nice job. Ooh, close to a chicken wing there. 
And that'll end the period. It'll be Maury's choice leading 2-0. Maury defers. Henderson takes down. It'll be Maury's choice to the third if it gets there. Maury gets on from the left-hand side. I'll take it back. They stopped it with a minute to go. My bad. Again, now the choice goes to, to Maury. He defers, and Henderson takes down, just as I said. Maury again bars up the left side. Now he rips Joey Henderson across. Get, gets a one count. That's it. Now Murray turns him back over. And gets a five count out of it. He'll be holding three. Three near fall. Again, Maury just keeps that bar on the left-hand side, trying to rip Joey across it. 50 seconds to go here. Now he tilts it with that bar forward, getting back points here as well. Good job there by Maury to get the three back points. Got himself in a little trouble. He could feel it. As soon as he got that, that fifth count, he let go of the hole so he get back on top. And it's now 8-0. And we're underway here the last 25 seconds of the second period. 8-0, Luke Morley, Morley of Constable Valley against Exodus Joey Henderson. Two sophomores here. Now he has a bar again on that left side. He's been had that bar all match on that left-hand side. Two and one. And that'll take us eight-nothing into the third period. Morley's choice. Oh, we got blood time. We're gonna take a quick break away. We'll get blood time here. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. It's the Exeter Sports Network. 
And we're back to live action here in the third period as Luke Morley takes bottom. Up 8-0 over Exeter's Joey Henderson. Henderson and Morley. Morley works himself forward. Zinner has him flat in the back in the prone position. Now he jumps up up. Working a power half here. Joey trying to pack a cross-face cradle in. Morley gets up to his base. And they're out of bounds. 118 to go here. It's 8-0. Luke Morley against Exeter's Joey Henderson. Henderson gets on from the right side. Morley turns himself out to the left and gets broken down flat. Good job by Henderson. Now Henderson throws a tough cross face. Trying to lace the legs in here. Now he gets to his base, does Morley. Henderson got his hips down. He's got to get his hips up. Henderson runs the half through. Henderson now tries to go power half. Thirty seconds to go here in the match. Henderson continues to try and work this power half. He's got himself a little high here. He's going to get himself caught. He's got to arch himself, get his hips back a little bit here. Now he locks up the power half on the left hand side, and we got more blood time. So we'll take another break here as we go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. Empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. The boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Running Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. And we're back for the final 13 seconds as Joey Henderson goes to an optional start. Tries to jump down to a cement job. It's not there as Morley goes down to his base. Spins behind. Three seconds. That'll end the match. Final score, 8-0 for Luke Morley. Major decision. That makes it 41-17. This is the last match of the day. This is Bryce Bowman against Conlon Boyer. Bowman from Conestoga Valley, Boyer from Exeter. 126 pounds, last match of the night. And we're underway. Boyer shoots to a single to the right. 
Pulls it in. Steps over it. Cuts to the double. There's the takedown for Boyer. Gets to that two on one. Tries to get to that head lever. Escaped one. Boyer right back to the shot again. Pops his head outside, gets a takedown. And we've got blood time or, or injury time here for Green. We're going to go uh, for a moment away. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Extra Sports Network. State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Shroustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org. To learn. Let's get back to the match on the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back to live action here. It, uh, Conlon Boyer was uh, hit a little bit in the undercarriage there, but uh, I think he's okay. So He looks fine. <laughs> Voice may be a little bit higher when he gets home, but he's okay. A few tears in his eyes, but he'll be all right. Yeah, tears in my eyes after seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Boyer's riding through here. A minute to go in the first period. He's up 4-1. Tries to go cross wrist ride. Looking for it, looking for it. He's got it. He's got to hit this and roll now. He's got it. He's got to lift and roll. Ah, it gives the escape. Don't relax on the end line here. Boyer gets caught in a, a bad shot that time. It's 4 2. He's got to watch his leg here. Yep, he's got to keep that leg back. He's got to circle hard. Throw it by. Good job. Now throw it. Got to want to step up and throw there. See if he can score here on the out-of-bounds line. He's got a chance. He's got to clear this arm. He circles to it. We watch the leg there. Nine, nine seconds go. It's 4-2. Three seconds, two, steps over, pops his head. There's the takedown. No takedown. Right at a time. 4-2, Boyer's lead, uh, choice. He defers. Bowman takes bottom. It's 4-2. He has a two-on-one breakdown. This Boyer off the, runs the bar through. Punches it all the way across, has a wrist trap. 
bar with the left, wrist trap with the right. Gives up on the bar. Not sure why. Has the Bulldog in here. It's got to go back to this head lever to this side. Trying to pull the arm through here. Gets the Bulldog back in. Trying to lift the arm here. And they're out of bounds. 115 remaining. Bowman to his feet on the restart here. Boyer lifts, trips down, has a two on one. Has a two on one underneath, trying to punch. Now he punches the bar through. Trying to run through, has a two on one. Brings a two on one down. Still 4-2, under 45 seconds to go here. Not a whole lot of action, just got two on one. Bowman tries to get to his feet. Boyer lifts. And they turn out, out of bounds, no change. 27 seconds to go. To me, this is the part of the match where they run out of energy. Because it, you, did you see all of that like tossing between them? Yeah. Wow, man. And this is where you gotta, you, you've got to dig down and get tougher. This is, this is where the sport is. This is where those guys who are good bear down and they, and they ride out this last 25 seconds and, and they, they score off of this and they keep going. Just look at every muscle is tensed on both of them. Yeah. And that'll end the second period. No scoring there. It's 4-2 Boyer as he goes to the third period. He's going to take bottom. I would have taken neutral there. I had two takedowns in the first period, and we haven't scored since then. Boyer hits a switch. <clears throat> Comes up with it. Bowman races his leg through. Boyer comes out through the end with the reversal. Now he's got to work and be tough here. You know, he, he, he's got to drive over top of this, as you said. You know, bunch the bar through, be tough now. And you have something, work it. Continues with a two on one. Drives over top of it. Tries to pull it out. Stalling on red in the bottom. Boyer continues to work on top. Boyer rolls over the, the left arm, has the wrist control. Trying to pull that arm out off the back. <clears throat> Trying to pull it out, he has it across the back now. Takes it all the way across. Ah, uh, he had it. He's got to get. He's got to be physical there. We talk about you got to finish those moves. Forty-five seconds ago, still punches the bar through.
Big steps now. Now he's gonna take big steps. Turn the corner here, take big steps. Oh my gosh, he gets caught. <laughs> Gives up the reversal. Two reversal. They're out of bounds. It's it's six to four. Six seconds left. Hits the switch. Hits the switch at the end there for two. Nice job by Colin Boyer to keep wrestling. Gets the win there. Eight to four. That makes it 20 to 41 final. Exeter loses here to Conestoga Valley. Uh, we'll be back with a quick wrap-up right after this on this fourth match. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hill scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Tackle your toughest health challenges without ever leaving your home. Penn State Health On Demand lets you see a healthcare provider on your schedule from wherever you are. Simply open the free app on your smartphone, tablet, or computer and meet one-on-one -on -one with board-certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. You can get a diagnosis, request a prescription, and even get a referral if needed. Learn more at PennStateHealth.org forward slash on demand. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. The arena's been shut. The ice has been melted. The stands have been empty. empty. But a new day has dawned. The lights are back on. The ice is frozen. 
the boys are back. It's time to get back to hockey. Your Ruddy Royals and the ECHL are back at Santander Arena. Get your tickets now. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Thank you for joining us for this presentation of Exeter Boys Wrestling on the Exeter Sports Network. Brought to you by Penn State Health St. Joseph on the web at pennstatehealth.org, Meg's Quilted Memories at megsquiltedmemories.com, and the Reading Royals at royalshockey.com. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gellif Media. Good night.